Ladies and gentlemen, the almighty Spiro here, the realest, rawest, most rational podcast host in the world, and I'm here proud to present to you the newest, most relevant show debuting on the Rational Rage Network. What really happened? Was it planned? Was there a cover-up attempt? And was it legal? Inquiring minds want to know. Welcome, everybody, to the RR Scenario, brought to you by the Rational Rage Network. Today is October 10th, 2020. My name is Tim. I'll be the host. I'm from Canada, and I have a co-host with me, and your name is? Jimmy T from Australia. How are you, folks? How are you, Timmy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad in this current lockdown state, but what do you do? Yeah, there's not much you can do these days. So uh, we're going to be doing a show. It's going to be called The Scenario, like I mentioned in the title. And basically what we're going to do is have our viewers at home or, well, our listeners at home send us in an email. And in that email, they're going to request a scenario, like say you're at home and there's a tornado blows your house over or you live far from work and you accidentally put your car in a ditch in the middle of a snowstorm or you stubbed your toe and you broke your toe and you're home by yourself. What do you do? And what we're going to do is I'm uh, an experienced prepper. My uh, partner here, Jimmy T, isn't. So I'm going to read the scenario. We're going to have Mr. Jimmy run through the scenario and see what he thinks he would do in the situation. And me, what I'll do is add excerpts and clips into what he's saying and uh, see what would make your life easier in an emergency situation. Normally, we would call this thing like a prepper podcast, but in current state and conditions of the world, I believe that there's no such thing as a prepper right now because we're currently living in a pandemic. Preparedness is supposed to be to help prevent you from living through stuff like this, but we're already here. So hopefully someday, you know, the world will go back to normal, eh, Jimmy? Well, I hope so, but I don't see no end to this anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough state right now, but. That's another story for another day, unfortunately. So, but anyways, that's going to be what our show is about. And uh, I'll give out the email address just in case I forget a little bit later. The email address is going to be T-H-E-R-R-S-C-E-N-A-R-I-O at gmail.com. The RR scenario and the RR stands for Rational Rage. So hope you enjoy our show, and I can't wait to hear some emails from you guys and put us through some shit so we can come up with some good stories, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, we're going to start the show by explaining a little bit more about ourselves and our backgrounds. Uh, I've been a prepper for pretty much my whole life. started for me when I was a kid when I seen Mad Max. I just started realizing that eventually someday the world's going to be fucked. It's it's pretty bleak though, you know, when you're 10 years old and you look at it as a, like an apocalypse movie like Mad Max and think that it could be a real future. But I don't know why, but that's just how I was raised and that's how I grew up. But you know, I grew up fishing and hunting and camping and learning how to do mechanical things. Because in my opinion, basically, being a prepper is just called common sense. You know, if something comes up, there's got to be a solution to the problem, and you just think about it the best way possible and try to stay relaxed and realize that you've ran through scenarios and you have the right tools to do the jobs and stuff like that. But then there's the other side of it where we become obsessive uh, purchasers 
like even before this pandemic i had like 200 rolls of toilet paper in my closet a <laughs> uh, good prepper motto is one is none and two is one yeah so whenever you go to a store to buy anything if you can afford it you just always throw an extra like can of can of soup in the grocery cart or a extra can of beans or you know if something's on sale and you go to the store to say you're going to go camping and there's a camping knife on sale for half price pay the whole price and go home with two of them because like you know if in a scenario happens and you know it's the last knife on earth and you fucking break it what are you going to do but if you're like a prepper with the prepper mindset which is almost like being a i don't know what the hell you call those people uh people that obsessively collect shit uh ocd a hoarder or a hoarder yeah could could possibly sound like a hoarding thing but you got to know what to keep and what not to keep but if if you're going to buy a knife to go camping and it's on half price, buy two of them. So, you know, you can put one away in a toolbox or in a, in a junk drawer somewhere. So if zombie apocalypse or anything ever actually did happen and you broke your knife, it's not the last knife in the world. Like this current situation right here, like if I go to the store to buy a can of soup, I'm buying two because come tomorrow, we don't know if we're going to be back down to stage one with police room in the neighborhoods, kind of like what you're going through right now in Australia, you know? Well, that was actually funny you say that. I was going to ask you, what's the ideal, like, amount of, say, soup you should actually get? Like, how many cans would you recommend more than... Or, like, say, right now, how we're going through the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Would you slowly sort of collect... Well, see, I always had an extra three months of food on storage for my whole family. But during this pandemic, when I go to the store or whatever, I, I bulk it up. Right now, our family, without rationing, I can go through eight months without having to leave the house now. Wow. That's pretty Because good. as soon as the trigger started going off for me in December, I started realizing, fuck, we're going to have it come here. So even though I always had three months of food on side, I ended up going to the grocery stores and buying. And I'm not one of the dudes who like what happened with a lot of the people around here. They maxed out their credit cards because they would literally go to Costco, pull up their whole shopping cart with just like fucking toilet paper, man. Which is ridiculous. People are even fighting over items. Well, that's the thing. Like I said, I had a couple hundred rolls of toilet paper put aside because that's one of the I'm making fun of the people who are hoarding toilet paper. But to be honest, when. You think back of communist Poland in the 70s and 80s when people had to line up around the block to get their ration of one roll of toilet paper. And my old next door neighbor, her name was Mrs. Stalker. And when I was like 10 years old, she used to tell us all the stories. And even though like they didn't have fancy cameras or anything back then, she would have the occasional picture of what life was like back in Poland during those times of the communist stuff. She would actually buy big boxes of toilet paper still in the 80s. And like at Christmas time, her family that was still in Poland, even though the country wasn't as bad by that point, she would send them like boxes and boxes of toilet paper for like Christmas. <laughs> well, actually, that makes total sense. I mean, think about it. Like she was going through World War II, obviously, and what happened in Europe. She, and- she lost uh, her first husband and then her second no, she lost her first husband because she was from Poland, but her and her first husband were both Polish Jews. She survived the Holocaust. Oh, really? Yeah, her first husband was killed by the Nazis. And then um, she met her second husband 
years later when they were, she was still living over in Europe and stuff like that. And then she moved to Canada with her husband. His name was Joe. And uh, he became a mailman and stuff, but he died of a heart attack. Oh, that's I can't remember how old he was, but yeah, Mrs. Stalker was a tough old lady. She was like 70 years old and she would go outside and fucking turn her garden over by hand with a with a shovel. You'd be she surprised. Wouldn't let it, yeah. The only thing she didn't like to do was cut the grass. So she'd give me 10 bucks a week and I'd go cut her grass for her, but she wouldn't let me touch her backyard with the rotor tiller. But I'm getting sidetracked again. Jesus Christ, Jimmy, you're the fucking worst. Oh, I didn't start this conversation. You went there. I know. I am just joking. <laughs> okay. I, I so I'm being, taking your lead. <laughs> being in Australia, going through this scenario, have you guys done anything to like prepare like to have more stuff just in case you get fully locked down well we're practically fully locked down we can't go past the five kilometer radius so and if we do it's a five thousand dollar fine so yeah what people have done here basically is is buy out all the toilet paper and fight over it do you need me to ship you some <laughs> i'm all right <laughs> i never struggled right but i saw it with with my own eyes seriously i'd go to the to the supermarket and there'd be nothing people are fighting but see that's the funny thing why toilet paper are you going to be like shitting more what changes you know you're staying home more i guess right yeah on average most houses don't go through that much toilet paper if it's just like a hubby and wife you know what i mean a roll of toilet paper can last you a couple of days exactly this my house because we got so <laughs> many people i go through a roll of toilet paper pretty much every day yeah, well, that's that's normal, man. <laughs> Especially women, you know, they overuse <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, well, there's me, there's my wife, a couple of my daughters use the toilet paper, my father-in-law. He's gone away to my dad's house for a little while, but they're up north fishing and stuff. But oh, awesome. when he's here, too, you know, he goes through toilet paper a lot. But so it's a good item to prep, but I would rather prep important stuff because you know what? You can always wash your ass. <laughs> You know what I mean? You you take a shit, oh, use the minimal amount, like three pieces of toilet paper or whatever, clean yourself up as best <laughs> as you can, hop in the fucking shower. Uh, Have a shower, man. <laughs> right? That's you. I mean, hey, when humans first like arrived, like what were they using to wipe their asses, man? I'm sure yeah. something, right? Well, who knows? There's some countries that still use their right hand. Hey, you got to do from what, what I do, hear. Right? I don't know. Some countries shit over a hole still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe they use it for manure, uh, for um, fertilizing, man. Yeah. But human shit would be the worst for that. <laughs> Some theories are the human excrement's actually better than cow shit for gardens. Really? Some because if, if you have a garden and you're growing tomatoes, right? Right. And the tomatoes are growing, they suck out a specific amount of a certain nutrient, which... If you had cucumbers growing, they suck out a certain amount of nutrients of a different specific type. So if you as the human are eating the tomatoes, you're reprocessing it all. And the human excrement stuff is made up of all the stuff that the tomatoes secrete from the ground. So it's actually more of a replenishment. Me personally, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) No, because, yeah, just the thought of someone else's sort of crap right there, let alone your own, is just a bit weird. Some of the homesteaders, they use these things. They're uh, uh, there's these toilets, but they're not attached to water or anything. 
Are they like the the a composting toilet? It's called. Yeah, you shit in it, and it has a fan that sucks the stink out. Yeah, and the shit actually breaks down into compost, and it turns into like. um, Have you ever bought topsoil for like a garden or anything like a potted plant? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So every day you after you take a shit and everything, it goes down into the toilet. It has this hand crank on the side, and it's got a flapper wheel. So you okay. turn it, and it actually breaks the poop up. So every few weeks, you go in there, and you you take the bottom of the toilet out, and it's just like a big pot, and it's full of all your shit turnings and stuff. But the trick okay. to those is, is when you take a shit, you never pee in it. There's actually a separate cup area. So when you pee, it brings it to a jug that you can empty. So, because when you mix pee and poo together, that's when it becomes toxic and really stinky. But oh, when it's oh, just really? shit on its own, then it's just shit. <laughs> it does stink at first, but it dries out fast. All right. Well, talking about all the prepper stuff, I guess we'll get into our next segment. It's going to be about uh, prepper terms. Basically, when we're going through these scenarios, there's going to be certain words that will come up from time to time. And a lot of them are just in abbreviated form or like short form sentences. So what we're going to do right now for the next few minutes is go through some of the more common terms for prepper terminology i guess you would call it eh so what i'm going to do is i'm going to run a quiz by uh jimmy t the crazy aussie see if he can figure out what stuff is and if he can't then i'm going to explain it and if he can then ding 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 he's going to win himself uh what do i win tim a big fucking thumbs up <laughs> no no how about you give me another another a if, if i get anything <laughs> but go go ahead tim all right the first term is going to be bug out Bug out. Now, when I think of bug out, right, I think just bugging out. You know what I mean? Like, go crazy. What, what's a bug out? Basically, a bug out is is if you're at home and you feel like you're not going to be safe in your environment, you grab whatever supplies you can and you leave. And where does the term bug out come from for something like that? I, guess. I don't know. I, I think a lot of these terms came up from uh, short forms from, like, army histories and stuff like that. Like, Okay. Interesting. I'm, some of the stuff I know a little bit more of than others, but the term bug out, I don't really know like where the actual term was coined, but it's basically grab what you can and get the fuck out of your area. <laughs> I like All it. All right. Now here's the polar opposite. What's a bug in? The opposite of what you said before? Basically. Yeah. Hunker oh, down. Well, there you go. <laughs> I actually Hunker down is a- another term for it, right? Good job, eh? Hey, hey, there you go. So I've got another another one. Oh, okay. Next term on the list would be a bob or a bug out bag. A, what was the first part? Bob. It's just short a for bob. bug out bag. Yeah, okay. bob, B-O-B. All right. Well, you called it a bag, so I assume it's a bag. <laughs> Basically, when you have to bug out and it's oh, a rush situation. You have like a backpack with all your main supplies in it, stuff oh. like that. So like when you get out the door, you don't have to be like running around looking for stuff. If you grab this bag and get to your car and get the fuck out of Dodge, mm-hmm. which will be another term that we bring up in a few minutes, you basically know you're going to have some of your necessities already ready, like depending on how fast you have to leave your house, right? So That makes total sense. And some people actually like when they go camping or hiking or stuff, they carry their bug out bags with them. There's other terms as well, too, like you can have a deviation of a bug-out bag, which would be like a 24-hour bag, which has enough food in it and stuff for 24 hours, or a uh, 
72 hour, which would be, you know, good for 72 hours, basically. Yeah. Like, uh, that's actually quite interesting because I'm actually learning. I didn't know none of this stuff. So it's pretty interesting because especially like the bug out terms and stuff like that. Yep. Like, say there's a fucking tornado coming for your house right now. I don't know if you guys have tornadoes in Australia. We, but... we don't get tornadoes. It's more like uh, hurricanes, but more in northern Australia, not really here. Okay, here's our first scenario, Jimmy. Comes over the radio. Emergency broadcast system. You have 10 minutes before a tornado or a fucking hurricane is going to knock your house out. What do you do? Good question. Well, an easy way to put it would be we're going to run you through your first scenario there, Jimmy. Uh, since I explained what a bug out bag is and stuff and what you would use it for, (laughs) you have hurricanes in your area. You get the emergency broadcast system. You have 10 minutes before a hurricane is going to come and take out your whole fucking neighborhood. What do you do? I assume you just get your necessities and get the fuck out. You wouldn't, you obviously wouldn't try to save like something like a PlayStation or a television. So I'm going to say, just get what you really need and get the fuck out. What would you think you would need to be able to get out? Like, what well, items in your house? I guess that depends on the scenario. Where am I going? That's the other thing, too. Yeah, but we'll so... touch base on that in a little while or on another episode about bug out locations, like for emergency purposes. Well, I'm going to assume if I have to, like, just say camp out in my car, I would literally just take a ba- like a bug out bag, I guess, now that, now that I know it, and just get as further away or anywhere to safety. First time I ever had to bug out, I'll run you through my scenario. I had to bug out, and I'm not going to get into the reason why. I had a two-year-old kid and a wife at the time. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck, I'm totally not prepared for this. And this was 20 years ago. Yep. I ran around the house. I dumped every laundry basket out because who the fuck needs dirty laundry? (laughs) I grabbed all the canned goods and all the stuff that I could get. Grabbed all the bottled water and stuff that I could get. A couple blankets pack of baby diapers and some baby wipes for my kid and some formula and i got out the door in like eight minutes wow yeah look the thing about me and um if there's a real like bad situation i'd probably start panicking i'd be like damn it what do i do what do i grab what do i take you know what i mean so yeah that's why when we start running the scenarios we're going to get into the stop and breathe for a moment situation as well too right so that actually makes total sense We'll uh, move on to the next one. Uh, number four on the list is called EDC, which stands for Everyday Carry. Now, everyday carry is basically what you have in your pockets with you on a regular basis. Like on an average day, if you go to the store and something happens, what do you have in your pocket? Technically, it would be my wallet and keys. But um, in this case, what would you get in your like? What would you put in your pocket? That's a good question because I wouldn't be able to think on. What could I take with me that would fit in my pockets other than my phone, wallet, and keys? I know you smoke. Would you have a lighter? Oh, yes. Yes, that's a good good point. Which is one of the more handy things to have in a scenario. Say you ended up somewhere and you had to light a fire to stay warm or something. Well, it's better than nothing, right? Exactly. A lot of preppers talk about all these sparkers and stuff. And, you know, they are cool, fun to play with magnesium rods, ferro <laughs> rods, whatever the hell you want to call them. Yeah. But the easiest thing to do is light it with a fucking lighter. That's like it. it's good to have that stuff for like when your lighter's done. But if if you're in an emergency situation, this is part of the problem that a lot of people run into. You want to be able to do stuff as easy as possible because well, that yeah. causes less stress. Less stress burns less energy, and it makes total so, sense. And it's funny because. I should have said smokes and a, and a lighter, and I didn't think of that. And when you said, I'm like, 
ding dong, chew. <laughs> Do you carry a pocket knife? Well, like I was saying to you before, I did have like a Swiss Army knife. You, you yep. know, Swiss Army knife is obviously. Yep. That's probably one of the best things I assume you'd want to have as a prepper. I carry um, a Leatherman. It's okay, uh, one of that? those multi-tools. They sort of like fold in and they turn into like pliers and stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Is it like like sort of like a card that sort of... No, it, it looks like a pocket knife kind of, but when you open it up and turn it inside out, it turns into uh, a set of pliers. Okay. And then on the handle, it's like a Swiss Army knife handle where it has like, you know, a can opener, a little saw, a little file, two different knives and, you know some other fancy stuff on it too like a couple of screwdrivers and stuff they're handy to carry around too as well you know i'm surprised speaking of that i'm surprised how expensive like those type of things are actually like unless you know how to make them yourself but really they're kind of expensive to actually buy i mean is there any like cheaper ones that you can get that would be really good well we have a store here called canadian tire and i don't know what your equivalent would be down there but it's it's a general hardware store where you can get car parts or okay. you can buy camping stuff for or us, cookwares and stuff like that. For us, it's called Bunnings. Bunnings, Bunnings? Warehouse. Yeah, Bunnings Warehouse, and which is exactly how you described all Mitre 10, like stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of those places like that, you can get like, um, I go with the higher grade Leatherman stuff because I know it's not going to break. But to be honest, my first few that I had were... There's this uh, brand that they sell there called Northbound or something like that. And you can oh, get yeah, like a kit bad. for like for like twenty bucks. You know when it goes bucks. on sale. Yeah, and wow. you can get the get the fold over folding pliers with the knife blades on it, and it usually comes with another little pocket knife or something, right? So that's actually quite cheap. But if it's twenty bucks for you, it's probably <laughs> it's probably like eighty bucks for me. Yeah, you never know. But my Leatherman's one hundred nineteen bucks on Amazon. Uh, that makes sense, and that's but pretty- I've expensive sort of you know what i mean but not really yeah but i, I bought two one of them got stolen what from inside <laughs> your house or like while camping or something like that no some motherfucker stole one of my backpacks out of my van you know that e-bike mike videos that i showed yeah, you and stuff? Yeah, my, that, my alter ego on youtube yeah, that made me laugh um about two months ago somebody actually stole the bike what while you're filming no, no, I, I went to bed, woke up in the morning, and went to go hop on the bike to run to the store because I actually did use it to run to the store instead yeah, of my yeah. van. Yep. And it was gone. And the person went through my van and they stole my backpack that I bring fishing with me. And it had uh, like a Leatherman in it, it had a spare fishing reel in oh, it, so it had you a had... whole bunch of tackle. To replace everything in that bag, and that bag is about 1500 bucks. Fuck, I'm pricks, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. Just ridiculous. Like, over the years, you accumulate shit, you know? Like the the Leatherman kit, one hundred nineteen dollars on its own. So, oh, that sucks, but, dude. Did you call the cops at all? Or? Yeah, I called the cops, got a report, and talked to the insurance company. But if we put oh, it to you... the insurance company, they want to raise our house insurance. <sighs> I was going to say they should reimburse you for that. Yeah, plus it's a couple thousand dollar deductible. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty so, crazy. Really shitty situation. But anyways, we'll. Uh, Move on. Oh, uh, EDC, a lot of people down the States, because they have uh, concealed carry permits and stuff, too. Yep. A lot of preppers and stuff, they they walk around, they have their guns on them all the time. Well, wouldn't that be one of the best things, <laughs> in a way, you could have? Well, yeah, if you're allowed to, it's definitely a good thing. But at a bare minimum, like, you have your lighter because you smoke. Your keys could be used, like, if somebody was coming up to jack you or whatever, you know how to use your key in your finger to, like, yeah. pop somebody, you know, with a key in your hand uh you know stuff like that carry a pocket knife just basic stuff i carry around a little flashlight too sometimes oh that comes in very handy yeah my kids keep taking it out that's why (laughs) i say sometimes you know 
basically anything, you know, a little stupid situation, right? Anyways, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in one of our scenarios. No doubt. Uh, number five on the list is a BOV or bug out vehicle. Now, when you say that, I'm picturing sort of like a Mad Max like vehicle, you know what I mean? Am I anywhere right about that or? Ideally, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> no one will be messing with you after that. See, some people in the prepper community get really like picky. Oh, it's got to be a certain vehicle and it's got to have four wheel drive and it's got to be able oh. to carry so much stuff. My opinion on a bug out vehicle is it's whatever vehicle you got. Exactly. And that you know works properly. So when you need it, it's working properly. And the big thing that a lot of people don't do is make sure you have a minimum of a half a tank of gas. Oh, for sure. That would be one of the first things you'd do. If you had that 10-minute warning for the scenario and you did really good, you got out of the house in five minutes, got all the food you need to last you at least a couple of days so you could find you know, the emergency shelter situation or whatever, you go hop in your car, you turn your car on, you're on fucking empty. Where are you going? Well, yeah, where are you going? That'd be stupid, wouldn't it? I can't yeah, even leave so. the house because I've got no, I've got no gas in my car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be a shitty situation, that's for sure. We'll do an episode on full-on bug out vehicles because that's actually be fun cool. stuff. That'd be because actually... besides having a bug out vehicle, there's also tactical driving. You know what? You can actually learn that from certain like uh, driving schools, right? I've seen that around here before. Yeah, just like ways, like if you're in a scenario where you somehow like shit hits the fan really bad zombie apocalypse and there's all these fucked up cars on the highway and you got to climb a curb like how do you go up a curb with your vehicle without breaking a tie rod in on an angle yeah like on an angle or whatever right yeah you know that because you have common sense yeah well that's it i mean technically wouldn't you want to call it sort of common sense like when you want to when you're preparing especially if you don't really know too much about things yeah. And you just think just the common sense sort of necessities, right? That's the thing, too. But in this world, day and age, these fucking times, most people don't have any common sense. <laughs> Is that a shame of what humans They don't see anything crazy? past their nose. And they, if it's not attached to their cell phone, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's all social media <laughs> bullshit, man. Pretty much. And everyone's uh, worried about, you know, like what everybody else thinks of of them you know how it is yeah yeah but yeah but the um the next term on here is shtf is an abbreviation for shit hit the fan (laughs) yeah that's that explains itself already yeah yeah pretty much that's the emergency broadcast system going off saying that your house is going to be destroyed (laughs) in 10 minutes that's that's shit hitting the fan that's (laughs) (laughs) that's shitting the fan all right no doubt i mean there's no like there's no point of me commenting on that. It's explain self-explanatory, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh the next one's a cache. That may well, I I'm assuming like a weapons cache, just like a any cache, like food cache, like storage basically, right? Good job, eh? There you go. There's number four. <laughs> Wait, are we up to number three or four now? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm a winner. Yeah, basically, just in case anybody else doesn't know, a cache is when you're you have a stock of supplies somewhere that isn't your normal house. Like, say you're expecting something to happen or whatever, so your parents live a couple hours away, and you know you're going to be going in their direction if shit hits the fan. 
you'll store like a cache of supplies there, like a cache of like food or clothes or even money. You know, that's another thing too. Like when we were talking about everyday carry is you should always have a little bit of uh, paper money instead of all plastic money in your wallet at the same time too. Well, I'm dead. If there's an EMP or something like that, <laughs> like electric magnetic pulse and wipes out all computers and you go to the store, how the fuck are you going to buy anything? True that. But unfortunately, our money over here is all plastic. You really? know, you don't have paper money. No we more? used it's to all we... on cards. No, 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 no. The actual like money, the actual notes. Yeah. Is um like plastic. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Ours is plastic too now. And it smells oh, okay. like maple syrup. Wait, 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 wait. Like, is that done purposely or? Yep. <laughs> you Canadians are maple syrup, man. Dude, <laughs> like maple crazy, syrup eh? on, every, on everything, <laughs> even the money. I never knew that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome though, too. Yeah. Like, Canadian I kind of like that. It's very plasticky now. You could actually, if it's cold outside, you fold it in half and pinch it. You can actually get it to break. What? Really? Yeah. Is it yeah. is it bristle like kind yeah, of like, bristly? You know what I mean? No, it's just like hard plastic, like a very flat piece of veneer really? almost, you know? And like I said, oh. it's embedded with the smell. But it's more about having cash in your pocket because like all the computers are down. Like say there was like um, a terrorist company that like fucked the whole internet world up and all of a sudden no bank machines or anything are working, right? And you got to go to the store and you need milk and got nothing. If you're everything's in your bank account instead of having cash in hand, you're fucked. Well, it's funny how you bring up cash though, because um, aren't they trying to go a, an all sort of plastic route? Yeah, they're trying that, but I don't think it'll ever happen. There's always going to be a use for paper money. Yeah, unfortunately, do you, do you think that though? Yeah, yeah. You see, here I feel like they're trying to, um, like even me, like. I've got my wallet right here, right? Yep. I'm not even carrying any cash on me. I'm just using my card. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I use my card a lot. The cash stays in my wallet. That's in my wallet. I got a couple hundred bucks in there, just straight up cash. See, I didn't know this. And I guess this has to do with prepping because of our locations, right? Because I don't know. I assume Canada is more similar to like us, like in a way, because, you know, there's a lot of similarities between us two, especially. But I know in the States, you're a little bit behind on like payment methods. Like, for example, here you could use your phone, your card. You know, like they like paying with checks a lot, right? Yeah. Is it the same in Canada? Oh, yeah. We can have cell phone apps. We have you tap. See? And that's why I assumed you guys would be just like us. But for whatever reason, in the States, they're sort of on the old style of, of doing things still. Yeah. Which is odd. Yeah, very odd, actually. Because yeah, it's America, right? You'd think that'd be the... America. Yeah, exactly. America. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. I, I give him shit all the time. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Any Americans funny. who are listening to this and you too, Spiro, you know I do not have a problem with your country. Oh, I love you... the USA. I live 10 minutes from the USA. USA. <laughs> if I had my choice to live anywhere in North America, I'd be living in Alaska, which is part of the USA, but my wife hates the cold, so... What, what, why? You see, Alaska, funny that you brought that up actually. And I know this is not really prepping related, but since you're Canadian, I need to know this and I know the history of, of it, right? But why didn't you guys grab it? How, how is it an American state in Canada, technically? 
I know that it's because of the Russians, but you get my drift, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, dude. That's just I don't weird know how me. that happened, to be honest. I, I have no fucking clue. It's got to be for a tactical reason of some oh, sort. Oh, definitely, definitely tactical. But uh, we gave up a lot of precious stuff by giving up Aus- uh, Australia, no, Alaska. <laughs> you know what? You guys did sort of have it, didn't you, originally sort of thing? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and look. I know that Russia had it and then the U.S. Yeah, Russia had it. Did- Definitely had, and they sold it to America, yeah. and yeah, the rest is history. For but anyway. some super, super stupid cheap price. Yeah, it was it was really cheap when I looked into it last. But do the Alaskans sort of sound more Canadian or American? Ah, uh, neither. So they got their own sort of way of talking. There. Yeah, once you uh, start getting up past that certain parallel, like even um, because we have uh, none of it in uh, Northwest Territories and Yukon, which are like. You have Alaska, and they're, like, right beside them. Yep. They got a bit different language. It has a lot to do with, like, the location and the... the Natives. The language well. up there was, like, you know, tribal Inuits and stuff, okay. right? So I think a lot of that's like that in Alaska as well. Like, you got a lot of people that live in Alaska are are straight-up Americans from down yeah, from the, the mainland. South. Yep. Yeah. But for me, Alaska is the final frontier in North America. I would love to go there, man. I've and I've heard a lot of stories and be great for like camping and stuff like that. I mean, camping, hunting, fishing, cold as fuck in the winter. You I can't love the get winter. anywhere because of the snow. But you know what? That type of lifestyle would suit me fine. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't would mind having an issue with it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, nah, definitely, it's a fascinating place, that's for sure. But anyway, yeah. uh, the next one on the list is OPSEC. OPSEC. Any guess? Polish or something like that, or German. <laughs> no, really. Obsec, it's called, right? Obsec. O P S E C. So, Obsec. Obsec. Okay, I assume like an operational sec? Operational security. Oh, okay. All right. It makes sense. So, that basically, for in prepper terms, is. Your family and your prepper group has their own plans of knowing what you're going to do. Okay. That it makes basically sense. means shut the fuck up and don't tell anybody what we're doing because this is our <laughs> shit <laughs> and we don't want anybody to know what we have. We don't want anybody to know where we're going. OPSEC, operational security. It's basically nice. keep your mouth shut. Oh, beautiful. So I was a half, it was half right. Do I get a half A? <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a weak burp that's why I laughed. that was literally like a half you know what i mean like but yeah uh number nine out of ten is yo-yo well the only yo-yo that i know of is an actual yo-yo <laughs> right <laughs> basically means you're on your own see i would have never guessed that if you're in a group of people and you're within radio contact and say there's like a a raid and you're out in the woods and basically one person knows that everybody's getting busted and you're out there by yourself and you hear you're on your own means don't come back for us. You're on your own. Get the fuck out of here. But why yo-yo though? I guess just because it's short, right? Yo-yo instead of saying, Hey, you're on your own. Okay. Like if somebody's coming down on you with a fucking billy bat and you got your little thing, you just say yo-yo, you know? That's cool. Instead of saying, hey, you're on your own, right? Right. No, that totally makes sense. 
Here's the last one that's pretty mainstream, actually, and a lot of people should probably know what this is. It's an MRE. MRE. It's a medical type thing, like a Medipack, no? Well, call me stupid, but because <laughs> apparently everyone's supposed to know it, I definitely don't. Uh, or do I? <laughs> you should, because you've been on a podcast with me and Spiro where we've literally talked about them. Calls it again? M- uh, Meal ready to eat. Uh, you really? know those freeze-dried no, meals I know. that I, the fucking army guys got? Yeah, yeah. I eat those even myself sometimes, you know what I mean? So Yeah, MRE. Okay, no. Mm. <laughs> damn, that like I really should have known that. Like I literally just looking at myself, like damn. But we I were talking about that, that uh, with Spiro when we were on our first crypto cast, talking about stuff and how he where he was out in the areas, and we talked about like the food and MREs and stuff like that. It was just a little brief thing, and there was a lot going on because Homeboy was on that. Oh show yeah, that's too, so. that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had your headphones shut off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because at that time, it was kind of my. I think that was my second show I've ever done. Yeah, definitely. So I, I might have been a bit. I don't know, not nervous, but like, yeah. And because I didn't know who, that was the first time I actually met Homeboy. So. I didn't know who he yeah. was previously. I mean, I, I had met you ages ago before that, like before we even saw each other, but I mean, just online, you know, talking, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that, that, that again, I just learned something new. <laughs> so, like, this is all new to me, man. Even though we were talking about it, still, it was out of my head because I'd never done the army or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I've never been in the army, but uh, you would have done scouts. Days, I, well, me and my friends, we used to uh, play army. I guess you would call oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So did I. Like, all, so everyone is kids. In the woods. We'd build forts. Fucking, you know, I fish for brook trouts, and you know, we try to go out in the woods and like survive and stuff. You know, like Canada would be the best for that, on. man. Oh great. yeah. Especially in Canada, Canada would be the best to do that. The only bad part is now in my area, it's been taken over a lot by where I used to grow up. It was a street and it was called Secord Woods was the actual neighborhood. And it was actually next to the woods or? Yeah, it was all woods. Okay. But as I grew up, more and more houses got built in the area. So like the creeks and gullies where I'd play or. I hate that, man. Stuff like that. It would all of a sudden be a school and then. As soon as that happens, then you see them running in pipes for sewers. And next thing you know, Secord Woods is basically Secord townhouses. Oh, shit. They see now that's sad. happening where I'm at right now, too. We yeah, used to have tons of cultural, uh, uh, not cult, agricultural around me. Now it's all fucking houses. Yeah, I don't like that. And the thing about, I don't know if it's like this in Canada, it probably is because you said they're all townhouses, right? They all look the same. They're building. Yeah. yeah, see, that's happening worldwide, dude, even here. Like everything, like think about when we were young and living with our parents and stuff like that, like their first houses, whatever, well, where we lived. Every house had, had character, man. Everything was yeah, they were perfectly. all different. Yeah, now everything just looks the freaking same. You know what I mean? And and townhouses are everywhere. My uh, ex-wife and my son and her hubby, they live uh, about eight minutes from me in a brand new thing. Like they moved in last year, brand new house. Yep. Red brick, 
<laughs> white stucco, Ugh. yellow siding, she... exact same houses, white brick, but the houses are fucking identical. I hate that, dude. The uh, ho- every third house is fucking identical, even though it's a different color. They're fucking identical. And then the house, the row of houses behind them, instead of having individual houses, they take six houses and cram them all into one. Yeah, I the hate backyard that too, is dude. only like 15 feet wide. What backyard? Yeah, exactly. I'm- Anyways, there, Jimmy T from Australia. Well, everybody, this was our inaugural episode of the RR Scenario. Once again, the RR Scenario at gmail.com to send us uh, your request for a scenario. I'd like to thank Jimmy T and I'd like to thank Spiro. Uh, just remember, common sense isn't common these days, so be ahead of the curve. Was there a cover-up attempt? And was it legal? Inquiring minds want to know.